So good morning. I uh, didn't. I don't think Alita knew this when she recorded this series, but I'm currently working on a section of my book called "Conversations with a Tyrant," and which is basically my journey over the last eight years of learning to live with the inner tyrant, the inner roommate, the ego, that nattering, chattering voice. Learning to live with it as opposed to. Uh, allowing it to lead me around through life like a dog on a leash. Anyways, those are my words, not Alita's. And uh, please have a listen to Alita's perspective here. I just love what she has to say. Good morning, good morning. It's a Monday morning, July 3rd. Just wanted to say a quick hello and also do a bit, a little bit of an update. I just finished the iPhone Effect series. I didn't finish it. It's uh, a work in progress. I've probably got about 30 or 40 points that I'm going to be making on it. But anyways, that's another. Not going to do. Not going to just do an endless stream of that. I'll continue to organize them into episodes. I'm starting a new episode called Conversations with a Tyrant. And so I want to just give you a bit of an introduction to it so that you know what where I'm headed. So the Conversations with a Tyrant is going to be a bit of my, is going to be my own story, lessons and observations that I've had in moving from being mostly unconscious and totally headstrong caught up in the minutia of my mind <laughs> in my tiny little mind like Billy Graham said no smaller package has he ever seen than a man totally wrapped up in himself and I, yeah, I found that to be true and here's the thing I think for, the, uh, for a great many of us at least for myself I began to get some liberation from uh, the ego from I mean, I just want to make a point. The ego is not our enemy at all. The ego is our friend. It helps us in many different ways in our life. And we need to learn how to live with it. Because it's not going anywhere. Each and every one of us has an ego. And it causes us a certain amount of grief. A certain amount of stress, anxiety, tension drama and the more that we understand it and get to know it in my experience and the more that I meditate and consciously breathe and practice mindfulness to get into the present moment the the less I feel like interesting like a man walking that's walking the dog it's like the ego is taking me out for a walk as opposed to this is my life this is what I want this is what's important to me. Thank you for sharing, but I'm going this way. So that is sort of my approach to... So I'm working on my uh, second part two of the series, Headstrong and Heartfelt, because if I'm going to be heartfelt, I have to also get through the noise of my mind in order to get to my heart. It's a matter of both and, not either or. And I'm not talking about trying to become some, you know, touchy-feely ball of emotional goo uh, that uh, never says what they think or anything like that. I'm talking about just being, finding an equilibrium between being headstrong and stuck and caught up in my the, the minutia of my own mind and finding a way to be 
more heartfelt because I believe that's where the intuition and for that matter source lives is in the heart and the soul whatever you might call it but that's just my perspective so that's what I'm working on and if you have any interest comments uh, please feel free to call in tell me what you think what's been your experience with consciousness with the ego and what do you think the role of the ego is in your life where would you find yourself today are you find yourself being headstrong are you find yourself what, what's your story what's your story anyways you have a really great day look forward to hearing more and alita uh thank you for reminding me that i was also going to do a series on this or a series of of a series of recordings that will be turned into an episode thank you Greg, I love what you're saying here, and I think that you're so spot on. Um, anything that we make an enemy, uh, especially ego, becomes a battle, becomes this fight that we can't seem to escape, right? Because you and I both know againstness really just breeds more of the very same thing that we're fighting, fighting against. Um, and no matter how many times we try to battle our ego, we're always going to lose because as long as we see it as an enemy instead of looking at the gift and the blessing of its contrast um you know the, the more we do that uh, the more we're going to struggle uh with you know only seeing contrast and we're going to put so much focus on it we're not going to be able to see anything other than that but as soon as we can free ourselves from that belief system who that's where all the gold comes in hey alita yeah, you know, I love that term against this. That which I place my energy against, I get more of. And that's probably been the single greatest life lesson and ongoing, because I, I don't think we ever get free of it, life challenge is to be for, allow ourselves to be for things, people, and allow ourselves to to develop the awareness when, when I'm in resistance, when I'm against, when I'm in that againstness, that I'm willing to at least observe it, which is the beginning of what I call the small, a small L liberation, because a capital L liberation would be enlightenment, and if I was enlightened, I'd probably be somewhere else. <laughs> but yes, the that whole against this resistance is a lifelong pathway of learning to release because I, I, I like to think of it as resistance and that my response to resistance when I feel resistance is to it sometimes takes me a while to get to a place of acceptance but instead of resisting replace resistance with acceptance because then I'm accepting what is. I'm in alignment with the way things are not in a place of resistance which is really denial for or uh, you know a, w a wishing for how things might be but seriously it's just I get to a place of acceptance and when I get to that place of acceptance then I'm 
able to release release the energy release release the hounds <laughs> and literally release myself from the need for resistance and that's where really the synchronicity the dynamic unfolding of the divine within the present moment which only happens in the moment called now truly takes place so glad to hear you back here Thank you, Alita. Namaste. Hello, Greg. I wanted to weigh in on the chat that you and Alida McDaniel were having on your station about that uh, oppositional energy, <laughs> I suppose. In uh, A couple of things come to mind um, in uh, the uh, Felden Feldenkrais method, Moshe Feldenkrais. Like on an emotional level, um, like he, he talks about it on a physical level, but on an emotional level as well, um, he would call that parasitic action. So it's like an action that just sort of takes away your energy. Um, and in the NVC, which is what my mom teaches, nonviolent communication, uh, they talk about creating an enemy image of someone. So um, if you Google NVC, like for nonviolent communication and enemy image, um, that's got some great insights. So, anyway, bye. Lulu, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I will look into that. I actually have a book on nonviolent communication. I started it but didn't finish it. I liked it, but at the time, it just I just didn't have the surplus to adopt it. So, maybe it's time for me to take a look at that. I I appreciate uh, what you're saying, but yeah, like the uh, parasitic energy, a parasitic presence. That's a very good. That's a very good way of uh, talking about it. Thanks very much. <laughs>